2: Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, so much to talk about, right? Or at least I think there is. Um, like I said, lots going on. Uh, record highs yesterday, record highs today. The airs to thin up in the record highs. I was going to do my homework until I got high. Um, the market's at record highs. How can we say high in any other way, right? High. The air's thin up here. We've rushed to these highs. Sometime it's needed to catch, um, our breath when we run so far so fast. Could today be the day that the market takes a little bit of time off? Could be. So it's a lot like me and running and getting fit, you and... Whatever it is you do, lifting weights and getting your muscles all big. Sometimes you need a day of recovery. Day off. Russell 2000s up 11.4% since August 21st. S&P mid-cap 400, NASDAQ composite, Dow Jones industrial average, S&P 500, they're all up 7.3, 5.1, 4.4, and 4.3% since August 21. That's a big move. I'm not going to bore you, but when I was a little boy, I sat on my daddy's lap. My daddy said to me, Robert, stocks are bored. They barely move. I'm like, ooh. It's like watching paint dry if you watch them in the newspaper. That's pss- a newspaper is something people used to read in the morning. It was delivered to the door. It was printed overnight around midnight on, on, on thinly constructed paper that ripped easily, and it was stamped with ink. And information was in it, like stuff that you read today on news sites. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't talk to you. There was no video or anything like that. But there was, like I said, stocks printed every day. Top mutual funds. So there was a company like, um, let's call it the Alger Funds. And the Alger Small Cap, Mid Cap, Large Cap Fund. And the Mid Cap was the star. But they also had like 15 other ones. They may only published the top three. And I'd watch it. I'd read it like a hawk. And like, I would study it like, well, like, I don't know, quarterback studies defenses. And I don't know what that means. So, uh, basically, back in August, September, we started talking about that tax reform plan, which will presumably produce lower corporate tax rates. Warren Buffet said yesterday, Hmm, I'm kind of waiting to decide to see where the tax rate's going to be before I do anything. Interesting No. So we should be selling, but at this point in time, no reason to sell until we figure out what the tax rates are going to be for corporations. So that could be an extra 5%, 10%, 15% to corporations. The big press out this morning, the emerging pushback within the GOP to some of the provisions laid out by the big six in their tax reform blueprint. Not a surprise, considering the details in the blueprint were basically lacking in the think tank conjecture. The proposals will add to the deficit. So we got that going for us. Or going against us today, I guess is the right way of saying that. Some pushback, taking the wind out beneath my wings, taking the wind out from the sails, creating a headwind to the market. Pretty convenient excuse, though, considering that the pushback has been highlighted in prior sessions when the major indices were running into new highs. Which is like I said, you know, we've, we've known for a while that there's lacking some details. We do get some data out today, robot. What does the data say to us? The ADP employment change report for September hasn't provided much fodder for sellers or buyers this morning. It showed an estimated hundred and thirty five thousand positions were added to a private sector payrolls in September following a downwardly revised two hundred and twenty eight thousand in August. Okay, so let's read that again. Showed an estimated hundred and thirty five thousand. Ooh, that's lower than expected. We're added to private sector. Okay, and then we got last month revised lower. It's kind of a double whammy. Oh ho 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 ho. Were you watching the baseball game last night? There was one pitch thrown by a Yankee pitcher. The Robertson fellow. And he throws it, and uh, Minnesota Twin just barely grazes the ball. And the ball goes into the catcher's doodads. Go! It was brutal. You saw everything move and jolt down there. It's probably the worst one I've ever seen. But I bring this up. I know you're saying, why are you bringing this up? Because it's the same thing on the stock market with the ADP employment change. We didn't get hit once, but it was like twice, and everything's moving here. So we missed expectations for this month, and we missed expectations for last month in hindsight. When we looked a little closer at the data, that's you know, close enough to the consensus. It's not bad, and that's what economists will say. that This is a game of horseshoes. You're close enough. You win. But, you know, 135,000 positions versus 160,000, maybe not all that close. And maybe it's the start of a trend. Fed Chairman Janet Yellen is going to be providing some opening remarks um, late today, 3.15 Eastern Time at a banking conference in St. Louis. It's right before the market closes, 45 minutes before. Probably not going to say much to move the market. She's kind of laid out. We're going to raise interest rates again this year unless data changes. Bloomberg is reporting that Gary Cohn, Kevin Warsh, Jerome Powell are on the president's shortlist as potential Fed chair nominees. Miss Janet Yellen has not been excluded entirely, yet reports suggest she is not a favorite candidate. Now, that's something Wall Street wouldn't like. I don't know if you've ever been in total love, and your sugar booger's awesome, and you like to hold hands. But it's not working out quite so magically as it once was when sparks were flying in the first three to six months. And you meet a new person, and you haven't quite gotten rid of the old person yet, but the new person's exciting, like makes you feel you know good, and you're like, I'm gonna do that, like I'm I'm ready to move on. i this first relationship's just not the sparks just aren't there, so I'm gonna move on to the new one. And you start thinking about it, like, what if she's crazy? Maybe this is it maybe I better keep what I have. And that's the whole thing Wall Street will look at with, with Janet Yellen. We know that we like Janet Yellen. We know that she kind of tells us things that she's gonna do, and we know that she's not knee-jerk reaction. We know that if there's a worst case scenario she plans to step in and help the stock market, which by the way, for those of you who hate the stock market look at as legalized gambling, it may be. But it also has this kind of like fail safe built in where our president, our Congress, and our Federal Reserve doesn't want asset prices to fall too much so if you're not bullish on wall street then bully on you i don't know what that means but just go with me on that okay so keep the one that you love i'd like just to keep miss Yellen's, because then i don't have to figure out who's kevin warsh or who's jerome powell what well, jerome powell's like um the angel of death and like we don't realize that until like uh the last second like, Wall Street's not going to like that. Pepsi reported by the expected third quarter earnings. You know their corporate name is called PepsiCo? Take your simple P-E-P. And they make, of course, Pepsi. They make water. They make orange juice. and They make Doritos. and They make Gatorade. They got a lot going on. A lot going on. Don't you kind of wish they'd change their name from PepsiCo to Pepsi? Catalonia's leadership is uh, trying to declare independence from Spain, and Spain's king does not like that. President Trump is asserting that Puerto Rico's debt is going to need to be wiped out in light of the added difficulties. How crazy was it that he was throwing paper towels to the crowd as if he was shooting baskets? Wrong. Little little in a pro-pro. Little in a pro-pro, Mr. Trump. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money investing, and wealth.
0: Financial sense of your portfolio. Now back to Rob Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. was so bright.
2: The kids are not alright by the offspring. I think this is the greatest radio opening. Ever, it's one of the radio opens that I used to have back when I used to do a show called Stock Talk, and I just think the energy is fantastic. It's infectious. It's top notch. It's one of a kind. Are there any songs that you think make for great radio opens? Um, I like a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers. The bridge under the water. The narrow, narrow, narrow. Now, this, again, offspring. Kids are all right. Not all right. Send me an email if you want to throw in a radio show open. I may buy you a beer if you live close to me and come to me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Just drop me an email. It's rob at roblackshow.com. It's Rob, R-O-B, roblackshow.com. I feel like my name should be like Trevor or Devin. Devin with two eyes, or something like that. Uh, I need to relate to the millennials. Black. <laughs> Black. 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 Um Gingrich is saying millennials are dividing the country because they tweet too much. Oh, I like old people. <laughs> they're so cute. The way they chew with their mouth open and food falls out of their mouth. It's so cute. You're darn tootin'. And they're Prop 13. And we deserve Prop 13 because we bought houses 900 years ago when they were just dirt. Screw you. So Walt Disney's chief executive officer, Bob Iger, said the company did not consider a purchase of Twitter. No, no, he said he did consider a purchase of Twitter before buying a big uh, stake in Bantech. A little Disney action. That stock's been disappointing. Even though I like it, I'm sticking by it. You know Why? 'Cause it's a small world, darn it. And you can take your kid to like six flags and they're like, Meh meh meh, meh. you can take your kid to Universal Studios and they're like, meh, 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 meh You could go show your kids the biggest stick of yard of yarn in the world and they'll be like meh meh meh. meh, meh, meh. To Disney World's not going anywhere anytime soon. In fact, we got Disney on Ice tickets to give away today. Woo! Woo! That's right, Jack! The code, if you want to win Disney tickets later in the show, will be the house that the mouse built. Or just Whoa. any random caller. Or any just random caller. Kraft Heinz, the food maker, was cut to neutral today. I wonder, what do you think kills more people a year? Armed gunmen, or cigarettes, or cheese. I want to stop there just for a second and say I'm not kidding. I bet cheese kills the most. So, Kraft Heinz, the food maker, was cut to neutral day from buy at Goldman Sachs, which also cut the price target from 95 to 87 saying the cost savings from the Heinz acquisition craft are beginning to deplete, and outperformance compared to the company's peers is likely to wane waste management what is one man's trash is another man's investment um, I've liked waste management in the past because how many trash companies can you name can you count on one hand but well, I can count seven because I've got a seven fingered hand okay I don't really want to talk to people who have seven fingers on their hand but waste management is was now to hold from buy and stifle Citing recycling prices and hurricane-related expenses. Stifle points out that the Garbage Stock Group has vastly outperformed the stock market and uh, may be priced perfection. That's fair. That's fair, Jack. Jack in the Box, speaking of Jack, uh, was upgraded to Outperform from Market Perform at Telsey Advisory Group with the restaurant chain's management in the process of reviewing strategic alternatives. Uh Uh-oh, maybe they're putting themselves up for sale. Maybe they're going to shut down some stores. Or maybe they're going to come out with a marijuana menu as marijuana becomes legalized in the state of California. So do we have any other jacks? Probably not. Winnebago, in the news. I know you're saying, when I retire, Rob, I want to get into a big old Winnebago and tour across the country and drive with my sweetie... It's basically a luxury boat on the highways. Stifle Nicholas has downgraded the recreational vehicle maker. No, say it isn't so. Is this, like, downgrade day? Say it, it's still upbeat on the company and the industry in general. But that upbeat expectations are fully priced in the stock. Hmm. Mattel's in the news today. They named former Sprint CFO, uh, Joseph Ooten, as its new chief financial officer, replacing Kevin Farr. Far had been with the toy maker CFO for seventeen years. Bring in somebody new. I like the way you say that. You like Joseph Utenauer. So I'm pretty sure he's German or Austrian, and I can't tell the difference in their accents. Verizon's the in the news today, they're uh they own Yahoo. Yeah. Um they changed the name of Yahoo to Oath, which I, I don't understand. I don't like Google changing to Alphabet. I don't like Yahoo changing to Oath. I'm darn tootin' I don't like it because I'm getting old and I don't like change. Darn tootin'? No more! There's three, they said three billion of its accounts were impacted by the 2013 data breach. That's triple the size of its earlier estimate. You know what's funny? I always thought the Yahoo um, email address was basically means you suck in life. But there's only one worse one. It's AOL. Anytime I get like a, a mad email from like Al, Al sends me an email. He's like, stock market's going to zero. You're going to have nothing, funny boy. And it's al at AOL.com. I'm not giving his whole name. Uh, there's a 666 in it. So he's a little on the loco and the cocoa side. But yes, I get hate now. And yes, I enjoy it. So um, Mylan, the big drug maker, said it received Food and Drug Administration approval for its generic version of a Teva Pharmaceuticals multiple sclerosis drug called Copaxone. So that's a negative for Teva, positive for Mylan. Ford Motor. Uh, did you know that Ford, F-O-R-D, stands for found on road dead? That's a little known fact. Hi, Oh, I did not know that. Great one. Ford unveiled a five-year plan, which is going to see it cut costs by $14 billion and shift investments more towards trucks and electric and hybrid cars. Genius. Genius. Um, electric cars are hot and sexy. Hybrids are, eh, okay. okay. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk you know, Saturday night in the back of a hybrid car, if you know what I'm saying, but in the back of a truck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, CEO Jim Hackett said positive bottom line impact from those moves are going to show up um, probably in 2019, 2020. So sometime in the next 6 to 12 months, he's basically saying, we're going to change our lineup so it's the profitable stuff that you're buying. Netflix. EBS increased its price target at $225 from $190 while maintaining a buy. EBS says its analysis suggests strong growth momentum is continuing for its video streaming service. I love Netflix, Licks. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. What a service, what a stock. Find me online at robloxshow.com.
0: are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money investing in more. Big day on the markets record highs yesterday what we do record highs today who cares unless you're retiring today unless you're going to all cash America America we're optimistic about the future according to research we're we're looking forward we think the best days are ahead for many reasons including national taco day But American optimism about the economy hits an all-time high in a new CNBC survey. The four-quarter average for every American economic metric in the poll is at a record 10-year high. That's not good. That's not good. Just 38% of the public approves of Trump's job as president, up one point from June, while 52% disapprove, also up one point. The third-quarter CNBC All-America economic survey found 43% of the public believes the economy is an excellent or good, a record hot in the 10-year history of the survey, 36% believe the economy will get better down a couple points from last quarter. And you know what? That's all you sometimes need. So you say, I've got a chance. When Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber is talking to the hot chick, Holly, whatever her name is, who's married to some country singer, in real life, and he's saying, you know, I love you, and she goes, I would never, ever, never, ever... you are the last person in the world I would be with. (laughs) So you think I've got a chance. Um, Same thing. So we're pretty optimistic here. And when you have a chance, you're willing to do anything. And in this case, we as a nation believe the economy has a pretty good chance. So we're able to look at our sugar boogers, which is our spouses, for those of you who don't know the vernacular of the Rob Black and Your Money Show. Um, We're able to look at our sugar boogers and say, sugar booger, I think I'm going to get some more life insurance, because I got a little extra money. In case I die, I want you and the kids to have money. Or we're able to say, sugar booger, I want to go to Hawaii and dip my toes in the sand. Because the kids are getting older, and I'll only be able to see them surf once or twice in my life before I die. Wait, see, I'm taking a very negative, I'm going to die kind of angle, I shut it. Because what I'm trying to say is, we tend to take more chances if we feel good about the economy. Honey, I want you to finally get that car that you've always wanted as long as it's under $40,000. $40,000. And yes, for breakfast this morning, you can get anything on the menu as long as it's under $5. Ooh. So optimism goes a long way to helping economies. As does pessimism goes a long way to hurting the economy, not so much. Sometimes when we hear the economy is bad, but not necessarily for us. We think it's for the neighbor. So we don't really live that out. But when we hear the economy is good, we're like... I hear the economy is good. And, you know, things aren't going terribly great with getting new legislation passed. Um, and that's about all I got for you today. Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses on the way out today, and um, thank you so much. So CFP Chad Burton does a radio show this morning, and um, he does it from 6 to 7 on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I know you're saying that's pretty cush. He does a one-hour show two days a week. I know. And you can hear a segment of it if you don't want to get up at 6 a.m. right here, right now. CFP Chad is taking a phone call today from a listener about
1: 401ks. On that. All right, let's go to the phones. We got Sal from, not sure where, Fremont. Sal, how are you? Hey, I'm
3: good. Good morning, Chad. How are you?
1: Good. Hey just got to have a quick
3: question here, uh, for you. Um, the, uh, West coast division of my current company is being sold. Um, and it is going to, uh, another company purchasing it. And, um, we got a couple of options, what to do with our 401k plan. That's current that we currently have right now, which is, you know, obviously we could just roll it over to the new company. Um, we can, um, create our own account or we can just leave it where it's at, or we could, you know, cash it out, um, Obviously, the cashing out is not an option for me, um, but we also have a pension plan mm-hmm. that we've had, and we're given the exact same options with that, too. We can leave it where it's at. We can roll it over into an open an, an account, um, but we can't roll it over to the new company because the new company does not offer a pension plan, or we can cash it out. Okay. How old so are you now? my question sound? is, uh, I'm 45, Chad.
1: Okay. Gotcha. So you definitely don't want to cash it out. So that pension plan is probably now a frozen cash balance pension plan, right? I believe so. Okay. So usually when that happens, it's going to sit there and it's going to earn a pretty low rate of return, especially in today's low interest rate environment. So typically... Um, you know, if they freeze it where they say, you know, there's no longer a future benefit at age 65 for a certain amount per month, but it's just going to sit here in this account and grow at a fixed interest rate, usually you're going to want to roll that over into an IRA. Okay. So that you don't pay any taxes on it. You're way too young to cash that out. You'll pay taxes plus a 10% penalty on it. So don't cash it out. In terms of the new 401k versus the old 401k, what you do, you've got a couple of options. You're going to be able to take your 401k now and either be able to roll it into an IRA or you'll be able to roll it into the new company's 401k. Do you have any information on the new company's 401k, what the fees are and what the fund choices are?
3: We just got the paperwork in, and um, it doesn't seem like the fund choices are as wide as uh, as the fund choices that I currently have right now, that was the one thing that kind of kind of t- uh, took me back a little bit. The the new company's match is better than the current company's match,
1: mm-hmm. but that's so for future that contributions.
3: Plus, I'm sorry, say it again.
1: That's for future contributions. So the match has to do with you know your future contributions versus your existing funds, and sometimes. A 401K that might only have 10 choices is better than a 401K that has 20 horrible mutual funds. So what you want to do is you want to ask for the fee schedule for the 401K. Um, They have to provide it to you and ask for a list of funds and and see if they're good. Uh, Sal, are, are you able to put money into a Roth IRA? Is your income or is your income too high?
3: Uh, no, I, 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 I'm just in my 401k. I personally can't afford to add anything else right now. I'm about, I think I contribute about 15 percent. Okay. To my 401k. All
1: right. So unless unless it's going to stop you from funding a Roth IRA, I would typically open up an IRA and I'd probably roll the 401k into that IRA and I'd roll that pension into that same IRA. Uh, pick a place that you want to manage it or a person that you want to have manage it for you and then start contributing to that new 401k get to know the plan uh, there may be a strategy if you're if later on you have more income and that you want to fund a Roth IRA but you make too much money you might want to consolidate it I'm Rob Black
2: talking all things financial money investing and more did you know that the word taco means light lunch that's roughly translated There are other translations, too, such as plug or wad. Mmm, delicious. Let's eat a big wad. Mmm, let's plug our mouths with plugs. The first taco truck was in New York. Oddly enough, not California. Tacos first came to America thanks to San Antonio, another thing we now love San Antonio about. Mexicans were starting to move to the United States thanks to the San Antonio Chili Queens. They opened their own food stand in the city, and the rest is history. Tacos, 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 tacos. Biggest taco ever was taco, huge. The biggest taco ever was huge. It had big hands. It was constructed on November twentieth, two 2011, in Mexico. It was 246 feet long and was made with carnitas as the filling. Now, I'm not jealous, but... That would make me jealous if I was living in the desert in Ethiopia and I had no food. I'm like, why are you making such a big taco? Make one over here. So there's a lot of times in life to eat tacos, but there's a specific taco time that is telling. In the world of Mexico, the traditional world of Mexico, seafood tacos are meant to be eaten at lunch, while antoitos are to be eaten at dinner time. Um, so there's your fun trivia facts on Taco Bell. I know you're saying, is that all you got? Today's National Taco Day. Do not mock me. Do not take this lightly. Someone, somewhere in the world said, we need a National Taco Day. Why? Because Americans eat 4.5 billion tacos per year. I know you're saying... Who's adding this all up? I don't know, but someone is. You can go check out nationaltacoday.com. Last year, Americans ate more than 4.5 billion tacos. Um, that's a big day. So today is also, also, get this, National Vodka Day. <laughs> Can't wait for the show to end. And Blaze Pizza is celebrating its first ever non-conformist day with pizzas at four bucks. Taco Bell is going to be giving away for five dollars. You get four classic tacos: nacho cheese, cool ranch, fiery Doritos, loco tacos, and uh, crunchy tacos. Gift wrapped in the limited edition wrapper today. Woohoo! That's heavenly. Um, choice. Crispy beef tacos are one dollar with any order. Uh, Participation locations, and you get one dollar off a Mexican beer. Holy mackerel! Elsewhere, Applebee's is celebrating um, as well with one dollar margaritas. That's all month long for October, not just Taco Day, but Taco Month. It's called a Dollarita. I know where I'm going to be for lunch. Now, if only I don't get a rash this time when I go to Applebee's, all will be good.
0: Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. Mortgage application volume slipped this week. Volume now stands about 24% lower than last year. That's not good if you're in the mortgage industry. Um, rising interest rates and rising home prices are cutting the mortgage demand as fewer consumers have the incentive to refinance or buy a home. With interest rates now considerably higher than they were a year ago, applications refinance have nowhere to go but down. That's not good. Let's bring in Tony Mendez. Talk a little, Bay Loan Action as far as the average contract on 30 year fixed mortgages. Uh so it's about 4.12%. Um, not bad, not bad, historically speaking, but bad in the last year. Arms, uh, demand for arms are rising, not the ones you have on your body, but the adjustable rate mortgages. The five-year arm fell to just 3.3%. So that's out there. Tony, let's talk a little mortgages with Tony Mendez. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, com. Good morning. So you and I were going through my mail because I closed a mortgage not that long ago, and uh, you know I brought my title company in and I was like, what do I need to keep here? This just last page. Like uh, when I redid a mortgage, it went from Wells Fargo to Penny Mac. So Wells Fargo had some uh, did some servicing, sold the servicing. They sold the servicing, and ultimately, long story short, you know my old loan was with Wells Fargo, so they had some you know escrow payments that they owed back to me as I had to factor those into the new loan. So the old one sends you a check. Um, there's a lot that goes on in the paperwork. You know, you see me every Friday bringing my mail for the week, and it's stacks of mail that I have to rip paper up and shred. And uh, There's a letter in your mailbox. What's that from? <laughs> George Carlin. Oh, okay. my gosh. Um, I, I would prefer that. You've got mail. you got mail. You've got mail. You got mail. Thank you. How do you have that mm, so fast? You've got mail. Okay, I'm changing the topic because he can hit buttons that I don't know even exist. Um, for sale by owner, if you can sell your house yourself without using a real estate agent, you can pocket the commissions, right? Mm-hmm. This can be a significant amount of money. Typical commission, 6 to 7% of the sale price. Selling your house um, on your own means that your property will not be listed on the MLS, which is how real estate agents search for properties to sell and show. Most real estate agents are not interested in showing for sale by uh, owner property since they won't get the commission unless they negotiate with the seller. Um, I think people make mistakes. I I think if you're going to buy your house from your daddy, I think you could probably get an attorney and do a lot of it yourself. But if you're going to buy a house from a cousin and it's never going to be shown, you could do a lot of it on your own. I think if the the stock market, not stock market, but the real estate market's at a super all-time high, um, and you have a price in your head that you want to do. I had a family knock on my door and like if you do a yard sale, people will come to your house now and go, when you selling? When you selling? <laughs> um, there's a woman on my street who's going to die at some point in time. And real estate agents stop by on a regular basis. I'm like, can I list your home for you? Um, and the moment she's in the ground, they're going to be talking to her kids like, can I sell the home for you? Um, so I think for selling it yourself is a mistake more often than not, unless there's that special situation.
4: We actually had a client that did one uh, last month um, over in uh, near Half Moon Bay. Okay. Bought it for 480 in 2014, sold it for 680. Wow. Um, yeah, he got his couple hundred thousand dollars. He wanted to pocket as much as he could. Moved down to San Diego for a new job transfer. Bought a place down there. Um, he it, it was phone call after phone call after phone call because I did his loan to purchase the house. Um, he he wanted me to kind of be involved, and in, I actually did a flyer that people you know to help pre-qualify people who are who are buying. But where it worked out for him is that he knew that he was going to have a realtor that was representing the sell, the buyer, and. He already factored that in. He just didn't want to pay the three percent to his listing agent, um, and he was part- he, he was just a little concerned about you know making sure that the contracts were written right, and you know he was full disclosure, and and it worked out well for him. I wouldn't say that, uh, and he but, but just the nature of this kind of person, he was he went overboard as far as the kind of research he wanted to do. But not everybody's going to be like that to save the, you know, in this case, uh, seven, twenty thousand dollars. Um, and he did save twenty thousand uh, dollars. A lot of people might use like a Redfin or something like that instead. Um, there are w- other ways that you can still use a professional and 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 end up with you know the the you know the lower costs. But I'd always recommend using a realtor because you will get more traffic. Yeah, and and a, another, more, and a, and a higher quality buyer in most cases. And a lot of
2: people like their stuff, and when it comes time to sell their house, they're like, "I've got a nice couch." but they, re- they don't realize like a stager really can come in, look at the space and figure out a modern layout for it, or you've just grown accustomed to it. Um, I recommend stagers if you're going for top dollar in a top market. Uh, maybe if it's a slower market, you don't use stagers, but uh, if you're going for top dollar, I'd consider it. Because like I've got a moose head over my fireplace. <laughs> Some people might come in and say, Moose head? This, this guy's a hunter? No, I'm not a hunter. I just this was a college moose head. It's not really a real moose head. It's lost a lot of fur. Its eyes hanging out. It's not the most attractive, but I'm fond of it, so it stick around. It sticks around. I got to get rid of that when I sell the place, right?
4: Yeah, it's definitely a mistake that sellers do make, and that that's to keep their stuff in the house clutter and smells, and um, they they just try to sell it too fast, and they don't. You don't necessarily have to get a stager, but you, you know definitely follow the advice of your realtor. Um, because they 're going to know the type of clients based on the neighborhood that you 're in and the type of house that you have, what type of clients you 're going to be getting if if you're know your staging really isn 't that expensive uh, you know you, you just have to have a place to put all your stuff in the meantime, uh, and I think that becomes uh, an issue for some people where they just don 't have that option. Um so then you just follow the advice of your realtor but you know some of the other mistakes people can make are are quite simple is just not painting the smells the food you know being there at the house in some cases can be a, a downside to a um, a buyer anyway that's Tony Mendez you can find him at bayarealonesource.com that's
2: bayarealonesource.com
0: Investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon intelligence agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set
0: off alarm bells.